Going through life, sometimes we get in ruts. Most often, we live our lives how society and culture expect us to, towing the line. But it feels empty, we feel unfulfilled, and we know deep down there's much more to life. This is Unplugged Freedom. This is Unplugged Freedom. Life is not just a one-size-fits-all. We're here to offer you a new perspective on how you can create true freedom for yourself. No limits. No limits. No restrictions. No restrictions. You have passions and interests, skills and talents. It's time to dig, find them, and use them. Let's do this. He's, He's here, here to, to help, help you get, get more out of life. life. Unplugged, Unplugged Freedom. freedom. With Nathan Isaac. Yo, what is happening, guys? Nathan back once again with another episode of the Unplugged Freedom Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about how to make an extra $1,000 a month. Now, in reality, what I could say is I could make, we could say how to make an extra 5000 maybe even a potentially an extra $10,000 a month. But when you start to talk about those kinds of numbers, people start to not believe you as much. But when you start out with a small number, such as a, an extra $1,000 a month, people can wrap their heads around that and they can kind of think, hey, you know what? This is interesting. Maybe I'll take a listen to this. And so let's get to it. How to make an extra $1,000 in 2023. There are so many, so many ways. And as you know, you're probably being faced with the same issues that a lot of us are, which is inflation, high gas prices, interest rates going up, just everything is hitting us, the grocery store prices, you name it. So many things right now is just absolutely insane. You go to your local co-op coffee shop and you can see that maybe it's cost a little bit more. Maybe they won't even give you a, a sleeve on your coffee. And it, it may seem small to you, but maybe for that business, it's huge. I went to one coffee shop, they wouldn't give me a second cup to put around because they didn't have a sleeve because they said the coffee cups have now doubled in price. So to you and me, that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, but to a coffee shop spending thousands of dollars potentially every single month now have doubled that just because of prices, inflation and all of that. So how do we combat this? How do we get around this? How can we, how can we weather the storm? And that's what I'm going to help you with today. So how do we do this? You've got your full-time job. You've got all kinds of other things going on. You've got family. You've got a husband. You've got a wife. You've got all these different kinds of things. Whatever it is, you got, you're busy, I know. But the thing is, is that in order to be able to help combat this, I want to kind of put into the mind of you to share with you that you have the potential within you right now to be able to make an extra $1,000 a month. Now, maybe you get started and you don't make an extra $1,000 your first month. Maybe you only make an extra $100 your first month. But that's $100 you didn't have before. And you also have a lot more knowledge that came with learning how to get that extra $100. And then maybe next month it's $500. And then that confidence builds and you kind of see that, hey, I think I got this. And then all of a sudden you do hit that $1,000, let's say in the, th in the third month. Congratulations. Now what? 
Well, let's say it took you X amount of hours in order to hit that $1,000 a month. Now what can we do? Maybe we can refine that so it takes us less time. And so maybe it was a lot of work to actually hit that $1,000 and it wasn't necessarily worth it. But now you know how it's done. And you know, these are the things that I did. This is where I spent my time. This is how I got my clients. And how can I make that better? How can I make that more efficient? Well, that's the beauty that people don't realize is they think that, what, what could I do? What could I do? I can't do anything. Nobody wants to buy anything from me. Well, the thing is, is that you have to open your mind up. Like I always say, you got to have an open mind. And in order for you to be able to adopt or accept these new ideas, you have to have an open mind. And so with an open mind, it gives you that potential to think that you probably could make an extra thousand dollars. So how can you make an extra thousand dollars? Well, that's the thing is, is that it's up to you and what you enjoy to do and what you are good at. So let's say that you are really good with your hands mechanically. You know how to fix things. Well, maybe I have some LED headlights that I'd like to put in my vehicle, but I don't know how to do it. I may not even know how to order them, but I want them. And you come along, you find this out, you say, hey, you know what? For 50 bucks, I could, you know, I can order them for you. Okay. You're going to pay for them, of course, but I can order them for you. I can install them for you. Won't take much time at all. And I'll make sure that they work good only cost you 50 bucks. Maybe that's on the low end, right? So you go online, you find the ones that somebody needs, you order them, they come in, you go to them, and you install them on their vehicle, bing, bang, boom, there you go. They had no idea how to do it, and then you came along. Let's say somebody's computer is running slow, and you know how to fix that. Well, you say, well, for $100, I can quickly diagnose it and find out if there's any issues that need to be done. And then from there, we can go further. If it may cost more, I might charge you a little bit more, but that's about it. And most of the time, it doesn't even have to go that far. There's all kinds of things that you can do. You have to, you have to think about what do people pay for? What do you pay for right now? What will you be happy to throw your money at? I can tell you for myself, I love to pay for I just love it. And I look at, let's say, let's say grocery shopping, for example. I am more than happy to pay for prepared meals, good, healthy, prepared meals at the local uh, kind of uh, shop that we have. They make locally made food. And people in there, they have, you know, let's say meat pies. Maybe they have lasagnas. Maybe they have uh, some sort of meals that are already prepared. And I am more than happy to pay for that. And why is that? Because I don't necessarily want to spend my time going out to the grocery store, having to go through up and down the aisles, figure it out, what it is that I need, and go back home, prepare it all, clean it all, you know, cook it, make it, go through all that stuff. I, I, I don't necessarily want to do that. So if I see somebody is selling a you know, nice, healthy, delicious meat pie for X amount of dollars, I'll say, I'll take that. Am I spending more than I would if I were to prepare all my meals? Yes, absolutely. 
but do I have more time and freedom for myself in doing so? Yes. So what you're actually paying for is you're paying to free up your time. What is valuable to you? Now, you may think that is absurd. I would never pay for that. Well, that's yourself. You might pay for something that I may not necessarily pay for. I may pay for an $8 coffee. You might think that that's absolutely absurd. But am I drinking an $8 coffee every single day? Probably not. Maybe once in a while. I bet you I'm spending less on money on coffee than someone who buys a $1.50 coffee every single day. So there's all things that you have to realize. What do people pay for? People pay for convenience. I could probably do my taxes myself, but I don't do it. I pay somebody else to do it. And I happily do. I don't even think about it. I just, here's the money. Here's my taxes. Do your thing. And who knows? Maybe it could be super easy for them. And they're like, oh, I love this client. He's super easy to do. Gets it done in no time. Some of the easiest money I got. I don't care. I don't have to deal with anything. Next thing you know, they just say it's done. Here you go. Money goes into my bank. Bing, bang, boom. It's easy. It's simple. I like it. Convenient. I rent. I don't own my own house. And what I love about that is the driveway shoveled, the maintenance is taken care of. You know, I've had a bunch of issues with a pellet stove. You know, we've had some uh, issues with some other things. And do I have to deal with any of it? No. I just let them know, hey, we've got this problem. They say, okay, we'll come fix it right away. Bing, bang, boom. I don't have to think about it. I've rented in other places. You know, they're mowing the lawn. They're shoveling the driveway in the wintertime. There was one place that had a leak in the roof. Some pipe had broke. I just sat there, just let them know. They came. They had to work on it, bring some people in. I didn't have to worry about any of it. So it all depends on what you want to pay for. So let's say you are good at maybe drawing, maybe writing. Maybe you're good at with technology. And sometimes... You don't even have to be good at anything. You just have to have a good eye for it. Let's say like photography. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm good at photography. There's people that I look at and they're just amazing at photography. But I do have an eye for it. And I can tell you that compared to most people, I would probably say that I can take some pretty good photos. And in today's day, we have these phones and these cameras that they do a lot of the work for you, where a lot of photographers, they'll have a big camera and they will be, you know, turning that lens and setting a certain setting and doing all the things to get a certain type of photo. But nowadays, you have a cell phone you can pull out of your pocket, you can swipe over to a certain effect, maybe it's portrait, maybe it's cinematic, whatever it is, you click that button, boom, it automatically does it for you. And maybe you want to remove something. Well, you don't even have to be good at Photoshop. You can just highlight it on your phone, bing, bang, boom, it's gone. The technology that we have nowadays, we don't even have to be that good. We just have to be better than somebody else. So there's there's so many things out there. I'm going to go through a couple of pieces of software. And, and the thing is, is that the things that I mention in this, this podcast is just, they're just ideas to kind of get the ball rolling. 
you know, to get that marble in your brain to just start rattling and start thinking, hey, maybe there's something else. What else could somebody pay for? What else would want uh, somebody want from me? And there's all kinds of things. So there's a piece of software, as you probably have heard a lot of about artificial intelligence, chat GPT. I use a software called Jasper, J-A-S-P-E-R. And Jasper Writing Assistant, really, really good. So good. Only costs about, say, 30, you know, maybe uh, anywhere from 30 to $100 a month, depending on what you need. So what you can do with this software is, let's say you bought it, okay, cost you 30 to $100 a month, and you went to a chiropractor in their website, and you said, hey, I'm doing some writing for chiropractors, and I want to take the current writing that's on your website, the current copy that's on there, and I want to improve it. And I will show you what I can do. And then if you like it, you can pay me for it. And then in that kind of aspect, they can say, well, there's no risk to me. Sure, why not? So you go through their website, you find all the text, and you put it into Jasper, maybe one bit at a time. You say, you tell Jasper, you say, rewrite this to be more engaging for people who are looking for a chiropractor. And it'll take that paragraph that you've just put in there and rewrite it. And maybe you want it a little bit more targeted. You say, rewrite this so that it's more targeted and more engaging towards people between the ages of 35 and 45 who are looking for a chiropractor. And then it does that. Make it sound professional. Make it sound witty. Make it sound in informative. Whatever you want to do, you can do that. Now, are you the writer? No, you just have to have a bit of an eye for it. And so it spits out some text. You take a look at it and you say, I like the sounds of this. You put it down and then you go to the client. You say, hey, here's the text that I that's currently on your website and here's what I've changed it to. What do you think? And they read through it and they say, wow, this is really good. This is way better. Here you go. Here's $100, $200, whatever it is that you charged for that. And so that is an idea. Jasper, the piece of software, is amazing. I personally do. Um, I do virtual tours. I have a 360-degree camera. Uh, Ricoh Theta Z1 is what it's called. And I approach businesses, and I say, hey, I'll do a virtual tour of your business. I'll put it up onto Google Maps. And I will connect all the photos so that someone who sees your virtual tour, they can walk through your store virtually. And this is really good for people who come from out of town, who are coming into, maybe curious, moving into the city, they're visiting, whatever it is, they want to know about some shops that are in town. And I used to charge, I actually, I used to do it for free, just because I wanted to kind of get used to the camera. So... Obviously, in the beginning, you start out maybe for free or maybe really low, whatever it is. And then as you get better, you then are able to charge more. Now, my latest one that I've done, I've charged $500 for. And what's really good is that I personally don't even edit the photos anymore because I found somebody else who does a far better job and they're much faster at it. They do a far higher quality job. They know how to work the, the, the technical software. And all I have to do 
to go in and take the photos. And I just have to make sure that I have an eye as to how and where to place the, the camera for the photos. And then afterwards, once the photos are edited, I then upload them and then I put them into the software and then I connect them all. So what I need to know is, let's say, not, not a whole lot. I would, I'm not the greatest at photography, but I have an eye. I know a few things about exposure. I know some things about lighting, but for the most part, I am not great. Okay. But I do a good job and I make sure that I hand over a good product to my clients each and every single time. And so I do two tours in a month and that'll be a thousand dollars extra for myself. So you can, you can see how it's, it's actually quite easy to get to $1,000 a month. So what else do people pay for? What else do people use? Well, there's all kinds of things. Let's say that, um, once again, if you, you had a yard that needed shoveling for snow and you had a snowblower, Maybe on your time off, you said, hey, look, we just got this huge dump of snow. I'm here right now with my snowblower. How about I do some, do some of this driveway for you? It's pretty big. Save you some time. You, know, you don't have to do it. And a lot of times people will say yes to these things. And the reason for that is because there's not a lot of, whole, not a lot of people who want to actually be out and, and be shoveling their driveway. It's a necessity of what they need to do, but it's not necessarily what they want to be doing. But if you're out there and you're just kicking it and you're doing it, go at it. There's guys on YouTube and I actually watch their videos because they're actually very inspirational because they start businesses pressure washing. And so they'll do pressure washing of driveways, of houses and cleaning. And it's, it's, it's super cool to see them just approaching businesses, uh, approaching businesses, approaching just households and, you know, sharing them with what they can do. And what's really cool about pressure washing is that there's a, a clear before and after. So you can walk up to a place and say, hey, look, uh, I'm doing pressure washing in the area on the driveways. And what I'd like to do is just do a, the first part of your driveway, just the very first part so that you can see the difference. And then if you'd like me to continue, then we can potentially talk about cost. And so then they say, hey, you know what? Risk-free, why not? You do the first bit of their driveway, they see the clear difference of before and after. And then they say, well, I got to finish it. I can't just have this nice clean part on my driveway. And they say, yeah, how much does it cost? I say, well, driveway like this size, cost you 200 bucks. And so then they say, okay, great. And you continue on. All kinds of things out there. All kinds of things out there. All kinds of software that is out there. You you can be a YouTube thumbnail editor. So there's people who create content, but they need a YouTube thumbnail, something catchy, something flashy, something nice looking, professional looking. Well, you could be that person to do that. And so you could approach people Maybe they don't have good YouTube thumbnails. You could see them. Maybe they get some good views. And you say, hey, look, I see that you get about 1,000 views a, a video. Uh, and you've got over 100 videos. 
and you've got X amount of subscribers, but I also notice that you don't necessarily have some good thumbnails. They're not really catchy. They're just kind of like, you know, you could, you could blow past them if you're scrolling through the feed. What I'd like to do is I'd like to edit some of those thumbnails for you. What do you say? I'll give you a couple. Maybe I can do it, show you. We'll see the success from it. And if you want to continue, then we can continue. And you can charge people however much, however much you think it is. Like I said, you start off low, of course. Maybe you work for free, get your foot in the door, and then you increase that. Now, there's all kinds of things that you can do. There's a, a website that you can use called Fiverr. And Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And here we have people who do all kinds of things from website development to uh, translation to graphic design to you name it. These people, you will find somebody on there. And I, I use this website all the time for all kinds of things. I need an article written. I need maybe some work done. Maybe I need some uh, content taken out of a website, put it into a document, and then format it in a certain way. And I'll find somebody to do that, and I'll pay them, happily pay them. There's people I just pay always whenever I need a certain something. And they're really good with graphic design. So Fiverr is something that, let's say if you went to uh, a business owner and you knew that they needed some sort of revamp on their menu, let's say, at a restaurant. You say, hey, I see your menu. What I can do is I can actually revamp this menu for you and it'll cost you X amount for the design and then you can print it out wherever you'd like to print it out and it'll have more photos more things like this whatever it is and let's say they said yes you go to Fiverr you find somebody who does menus you find somebody high quality and you say hey look this is what I need can you change this menu to look a little bit more lively and they do it they say hey this is it you send that to, back to your restaurant owner and you say wow that's really cool I like that and they pay you for it. So the thing is, is that when, when you're looking to do a side hustle, do uh, something, you want to go towards people who have the ability to pay. So they have money and they have the willingness to pay. Would they want something like that? Would they want a virtual tour? Maybe they want videos. And if they, if they have the ability to pay, they're not some broke college student, well, you know, approach them. You don't necessarily want to be going towards broke college students and saying, hey, I have this uh, business idea and I can help you in this way. It costs $100. And, you know, they're eating ramen noodles five days a week and they're saying like, look, man, $100, that's like, wow, that's more than my food bill every month. So you want to find people who are willing to pay and they have the ability to pay. And so business owners are usually like this. Now, here's a, here's a really good thing. If you're really good on social media, you enjoy it. Maybe you like taking videos. Maybe you like taking photos. One thing that I see, I see it all the time because I deal with a lot of business owners, social media, especially their Instagram, is terrible. Absolutely terrible. They need help with it. I've seen people take just the worst photos. And I'm looking at this photo and I can't what it is what they're talking about and then you have to read in the description as to what it is 
And so it, it's just some terrible, maybe it's blurry, maybe it's offset, but it's just, it's not engaging whatsoever. It's just business owners need help with their social media. And then they think they're just going to hire their, you know, 15-year-old daughter and say, hey, look, do my social media. Because they think that it's just young people, something like that. They don't necessarily understand the complexity of it. And you might. And you can say, hey, look, I can just set up your Instagram account. Maybe that's what you do. You just set them up so they look professional. There's a lot of business owners who don't even have that. And we're talking about, like, the business name, how you have these story reels, the memories the address, phone number, maybe the website in there, uh, maybe uh, the layout. There's all kinds of things that you set up, set it up as a business account, not just a personal account. Let's just say that's all you did is you just set it up like that. Well, you could, you know, charge somebody a hundred bucks for that. Maybe, I don't know. It's completely up to you, but the, the potential, the idea that I want to get out into your mind is that there is potential everywhere absolutely everywhere it's crazy it's crazy how much potential everywhere is and if you can think of it it's probably out there so like i said you want to think about what do you currently pay for and what are people willing to pay for what do people already pay for like i said i pay for convenience i love convenience i'll pay for convenience left right and center and you have to think what do you pay for there's child care and child care is super expensive we don't want to just leave our our child with some with just some dud, right? We want to leave them with somebody who who knows three year olds to six year olds, you know that that age group. We want to leave them with somebody who is professional at that, not just somebody who comes along and says, "I'm good at looking at your children." Okay, well, a two month old is much different than a two year old. A two year old is much different than a four year old. A four year old is much different than a ten year old. So. Which one is it that you're good at? Let's say you're good at golf. Maybe you're good at golf. Okay. You're, you're scoring, you know, nice low scores. Maybe I want to come along. Man, I just can't get past my, my 250-yard drive. I don't know what I'm doing. Because, hey, you told me that you wanted to, you know, help with your uh, drive. You know? How about if I, um, you know, kind of help you with that? you like you know 25 bucks an hour maybe we'll go from there you don't pay me unless you improve how about that do you see how i kind of like put a a no risk thing in there that's the idea and that's all part of sales right if you if you're scared of sales you've maybe maybe you're new here whatever but i always say don't be scared of sales sales is everything sales is everything in our life and we have to understand and know sales because if we don't we're just going to fail in life and the reason for that is because sales is it's literally everything it's if you're married that was sales that was a sales process some guy or girl came along and they sold you on why you should marry them <laughs> that may have been a good sale it may have been a bad sale i don't know so you have to realize and understand that sales is everything it's everywhere you want a girl's phone number, you want a guy to help you out, it's all sales. You want to raise, that's sales. Walk into your boss's office, you're about to sell. Just let him know why he should charge, he should spend more on you. It's all sales. Everything is sales. 
And when you realize this, you, you will hit new heights on your life. If you want to get your idea across, that is sales. You want to influence your child, that is sales. Children are salespeople all the time. Some of the best salespeople. They'll, they'll pull out all the stops in order to get the sale. Right? Even if that means crying in, in the grocery store. So, one, you definitely got to learn sales. Okay? How do you learn sales? Well, you can pick up a book. You can put, go to a course. You can uh, all kinds of things. You can listen, listen to podcasts about sales. And another thing you could also do is you could also just go out and do it. Like for myself and doing virtual tours, what I do is I just approach businesses. Just walk out, walk into a business, I say, hey, this is me, this is what I do, this is who I've done before, and this is how it can help you. This is how much it costs. And they say yes, no, maybe so, who knows. But I can tell you, I've uh, the camera cost me about $1,000. And I paid for that camera over and over and over again, especially if you're charging $500 a shoot. How many does it take? So if I charge $500 for a virtual tour and I want to make an extra $1,000 a month, how much? How many virtual tours do I got to do? Two. Now, obviously, I'm not going to walk into two businesses and they're immediately just going to say, yes, let's do it. I may have to walk into 10, even if I walked into 10, and one said yes, 10% closing rate, not bad. Well, maybe I walk back into those other 10 that didn't say yes. I say, hey, this guy's got it, this guy's got it, how about you now? And then they finally say yes, right? It may take the sixth time to go through that business to be able to actually close that sale. Another thing, I don't do as much of it now as I do websites, I do marketing for companies. And I started back in 2018. I left a job and uh, I was kind of thinking, what do I want to do? And I said, what if I took the knowledge and skills that I have and I applied it to local businesses? And so that's what I did. I hammered some, out some emails, made some videos, made some sales calls. And next thing you know, I had three clients right away. And they weren't even, one of them was in the same country that I was in. I was in Bali, and I had one in Canada, I had two in Canada, two different cities in Canada, three very different clients. And fast forward to today, I'm dealing with a client right now that uh, I think we had a $15,000 contract. Imagine going from nothing to eventually getting to $15,000 contracts. And I've worked with chiropractors, massage therapists, naturopaths. I've worked with all kinds of businesses. And so that's another thing. So you may not be good at websites. And that, I, I don't want you to get stuck on, well, I'm not good at websites. I'm not good at photography. I'm not good at technology. I'm not good at any of these things that he's telling me. Boo-hoo. That's not having an open mind. Having an open mind seeing that, hey, who's this guy? This guy doesn't have a marketing degree. This guy doesn't have a, a graphic design degree. This guy doesn't have a business degree. He just went out and started a 
approaching businesses, how he takes photos, how he does websites, how he does marketing for them. And where's his credentials? I don't think I have any clients who have ever asked me for credentials. Credentials are good for certain things, but they're a little bit overrated. I know people have marketing degrees and they have zero clients. I know people who took and taken certain courses and they have zero clients, made zero dollars. You're not landing 10, 15, $20,000 clients. No. I actually turned down a client just last week because I'm switching direction. He came to me and said, hey, look, uh, this is what we want to do. I said, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to be changing directions. This is a client I've been working for year, with years. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to find somebody who I trust that they will be able to do this for you and then some. Imagine getting to a point where you just wanted to make an extra $1,000 a month and then you have clients coming to you with money, thousands of dollars, and saying, this is what I want, this is what I need. Let's do this. And you turn them down. You say, you know what? Actually, I, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to. I don't need to. I don't enjoy it as much. But I'll find somebody who can for you. That will make sure that you are put into good hands. So having an open mind is just taking a, taking a, a back seat and kind of thinking, what do people pay for? What do people what could I sell? What knowledge could I sell? What skills could I sell? There's a lot of things that I don't know that I pay for. I pay, you know, like, let's say you're a mechanic, right? Let's say you're a really good mechanic. And, like, I trust your word. I trust your work. And maybe you just want to make some extra money, help some people out, and you charge half of what the dealership charges. Dealerships are, are you know, average about 100 and. $25 an hour. Even if you made $75 an hour, <laughs> good money. So you have to just think about what do you know? What do you have skills and knowledge? Maybe you're really good at fishing. I have a couple of friends, they're super good at fishing, fly fishing to be specific. They know all the good spots. We live up in northern Canada. They know all the good spots. They know how to tie their flies. They know all the different things. They know the secret places to go. You name it. So imagine if someone was coming in from out of town and you found out that they wanted to go fly fishing, but they didn't know who to contact, where to go, what to do. They didn't know what gear they needed, yada, yada. And you said, hey, look, thinking about starting a little business on the side. Okay, I've got a lot of knowledge. Okay, check out all my photos. I fish all the time. For X amount of dollars, I'll take you and your wife out. What do you think? And what I want in return is basically just a, a good review. And so you can charge them whatever you want, right? Whatever you think is fair. And like I said, you start low and you eventually get high. And then maybe you just do that two weekends out of your, your month. And then what? You've made your thousand bucks. What could an extra thousand bucks do for you? An extra thousand bucks could what pay for your mortgage. Maybe it could pay down down your debt faster. Maybe it would 
put more savings into your account. Maybe it would get you that down payment for that house that you've wanted for so long. An extra thousand dollars is a lot of money. And you have to realize that, you know, if you wanted to work to get an extra thousand dollars, what would you have to do? For a lot of people, that would be an extra five days of work, eight hours a day. Something that they, they that they probably don't enjoy. Where you probably have a skill within you right now that I may even would want to pay for. You'd say, hey, I see that uh, you don't have this and I can help you with that. And I would say, you know what? Absolutely, let's do that. In my agency, I used to do a lot of the work myself. The website, the marketing, the tedious kind of work, the writing of the articles, all that kind of stuff. Over time, I kind of pulled away from that. I said, I don't really want to do that anymore. But I wouldn't mind having a team of people who does it. So what would I do? I'd find people. And whatever projects we needed had people, and they got it done. I made less money, but I had more time freedom. And they also were far better at that specific thing than I was. So that's one thing that you have to realize and understand. That maybe you you don't even have to do the work. I'm really good at getting the client, making face, educating the client, making that connection with them. I'm really good on that aspect. But I may be really good at the website, but I may I may not enjoy it. But if I have somebody who's really good, how about I make the introduction and I bring them over to them, and then they take over, and I get a referral fee for it. If that's something that I enjoy, then so be it. I'll do that. Handing my client over to a new agency, uh, depending on what they get, you know, I could get 10% of what uh, whatever my client wants. 10% of $5,000 is $500. And what did I do? I handed them over. I got the client. I sold the client. I trusted them. And it's recognizing what you're good at. So, like I said, I don't want you to get stuck on, oh, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at technology, I'm not good at all the things he's mentioning. The idea is just to get the ball rolling. Loosen up that marble that's rolling around between the ears. And start generating ideas for yourself. Start thinking, if I could make $1,000, what would somebody pay me? Maybe you chop wood. Maybe you grocery shop. Maybe some people don't like grocery shopping. Maybe some people don't like washing their vehicle. <laughs> Here's another thing I'll pay for. The cleaning the interior of my vehicle. Detailing my vehicle. I hate doing that. You know how long that takes? But if I can pay somebody to do that for me, have at it. Here you go. I don't like deep cleaning my actual place. I'll sweep and I'll you know do a few things here, do the dishes. You know, kind of keep the place tidy. But there's like that deep, like cleaning the bathtub, scrubbing the shower, the toilet, getting in those nooks and crannies and doing all that kind of stuff. I hate that kind of stuff. So every couple of weeks, I hire someone to come in and they spend the day and they clean up, sparkle top notch, corner to corner, floor to roof, top to bottom, you name it. Is that worth it for me? That stain that was in the 
in the fridge for the longest time is now gone. Maybe that smell that was coming out of the drain was is now gone. I don't know. So I'm I'm more than happy to pay someone for that. More than happy. Absolutely love it. You want to clean my car? Clean it. Please. Here you go. You want to fix my car? Please. More than happy. Absolutely. So the idea from this podcast is to get you to start thinking that you can. I I I, I guarantee you that you can make a thousand dollars a month something that is within you. Knowledge, talent, skill, something. But maybe you've just never thought about it. And a lot of times those skills that we have, they are they just come so easy to us that we think there's there's nothing that we have. I may look at you and I say, wow, how do you do that? How do you do that thing? How are you so good at figuring out what's wrong with a, a vehicle. How are you so good at taking those photos? How are you so good at you know, making these videos? Whatever it is, there's something within you, and it's up to you to kind of get that ball rolling, start asking yourself the right questions, right? What am I good at? What would people pay me for? There's a couple of names that I'll give you that are really good. Ramit Sethi, that's R-A-M-I-T-S-E-T-H-I. He does a lot of finance. He also has a course that's called Earn 1K. Awesome. He'll teach you the ins and outs of how to earn $1,000. There is Pat Flynn, P-A-T-T, or maybe it's Flynn, I don't know, F-L-I-Y-N-N, Pat Flynn. Really good at extracting that knowledge of what you're good at. Will it fly? He has a book called Will It Fly? Um, who else is good at these things? Tony Robbins is good. Dean Graziosi is good. There's all kinds of people. And the thing is that there's people who, I always say, don't get stuck on the things that I tell you. So I may give you these names and you're like, no, I don't really like those guys. But in your research and looking into these people, you may find that there's other people that I don't know about that you enjoy. So once again, it's, it's not getting stuck on what I tell you today. It's just getting the ball going. And then you come back and you say, hey, look, you mentioned Ramit Sethi. And I went to his podcast. I didn't really like him. Kind of thought he was weird. But he was interviewing this lady called... Marie Forleo, and I really digged her. Maybe I don't like her, but you do. And then you go through one of their courses. They help you, teach you the ins and outs of you know how to earn some extra money. And that's what they do for you. So that is just something that I see from people all the time. Is that you know when I'm mentioning something, they're stuck on the word. They're stuck. They're stuck on the thing that I mentioned. Like, well, I'm not good at technology. I'm not good at graphic design. I'm no, I don't know how to do marketing. I'm like, okay, well, don't don't get stuck on that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, okay, you have to let your mind go and get more open so that you can say, okay, 
So there's a, there's a potential out there of all kinds of things that people are willing to pay for. People are willing to pay for so much. You just have to find out where the problem is. I know people who just cut hair. They, they cut hair on their own. They don't work at a place. They work out of their basement. They have a chair. They have other things. And they do a great job. There's people who organize garages. Like, there, there's so many things that are out there that you have the potential to do. It's just up to you to open your mind, get the ball rolling, start thinking, what did it, what would I enjoy doing? Now, the thing is, is that, another thing, is that a lot of times we get stuck because we're trying to find the thing. Yeah, but is this the thing that I want? Is this the thing that I'm going to be doing for the next, you know, 100 years? And we get stuck on this. Like, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to go down this path and invest all this time and money and it, it turns out it's not the thing. Well, it may not be the thing. But don't end up like everybody else who just gets stuck at that point. Like if it's something that you enjoy, maybe it's fitness that you enjoy. And you're really good at it. Say, yeah, I'm really good at it. I can help, you know, women get in shape. And that's what I want to do. And then you go to it. And then you realize that running a side business of fitness, it kind of takes away the enjoyment of fitness for you in general. So then down the road, you may have clients, you may be making money, and you say, you know what? I don't want to be doing this anymore. And that's okay. Is 100% okay. You're allowed to do that. So you pull back and you say, Sorry, ladies, I am going to continue just working out on my own. I'm letting my business go and I'm going to do something else. And you say, Okay. So don't think that you have to make a decision that it's going to be the thing because it very well, it most likely won't be the thing. It'll probably change over time. And it goes along with a lot of things that I talk about, whether it's in relationships, for example. I, I tell people that you're allowed to change your mind. Because in the beginning, you don't know that you actually want to date somebody. You only think you do. And you won't know until you actually date them. And when you are dating them, that's when you may realize, I don't actually want to date this person. It's the same thing with buying a house. You may, you only think you want to buy a house. You don't know that you actually want to buy a house. And you won't know until you actually buy a house. And by then, it might be too late. You might think, shit, I just bought this house. I hate it. I hate being a homeowner. It sucks. How do I get out of this without losing my shirt? So it's okay to change your mind. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. That's a okay. A lot of people will try and tell you that is not. It is okay. In your pursuit of researching, you may go down the fitness line, let's say, for example, and you find coaching. Let's say there's wellness coaching for people, maybe life coaching is fine. And then you say, hey, I started out looking into possibly doing fitness. A lot of people started coming to me about these questions and uh, about advice and these different things, and I decided to gear 
change my change my gears and go towards that. And here I am. Coaching people. Whether it's financing, whether it's parenting, whether it's relationships, whatever it is. It's not where I started, but it's where I ended up. The idea is just to get started. And for myself, I've done all kinds of things. And in that journey, I've learned what I like and what I don't like. Personally, what I like about websites, for example, is you do make good money. And there's a lot of clients out there who need it. What I don't like about websites is that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And that there, there can be a lot of potential for problems. Whereas where I like what I like about photos is I like that there's not a lot, lot input from the client. When I do a virtual tour, it's very little input from them. I'm left to do my work. And then I get my photos edited by somebody else. And I do all the work, the rest of the work myself. The client doesn't necessarily have much input. And very little can actually go wrong as well. I'm working on a website right now, and there's a lot of problems with it. It's really annoying. Really, really annoying. It costing me way too much money to try and fix. Whereas like photos, you don't have that problem. So that's one thing I do love about the photos. And that's part of the reason as to why I am moving away from websites and marketing and all these things. You wake up one day and you realize that your result from all your marketing is wrong. And you wonder what the heck happened. What's going on? Now you have to dive into it. And so, whereas for photos, for example, it doesn't necessarily happen. So... They're, they're different animals. And maybe if you got me started in the beginning and said, hey, you should really, you'll probably like photos a lot more, I probably would, I probably would have told you that, told you no. And that's part, part of the reason as to why I would do websites instead. I didn't know that I would enjoy it so much. I didn't know the difference between the work that it entailed how much I would enjoy or not enjoy that work. I used to enjoy it. And after a while, I started to not enjoy it as much. So it's okay to start in one direction and then change your mind down the road. That's totally okay. It's totally fine. So don't get hung up on that. Don't get hung up on, I don't know what to do. Just go out there. Find out. Find out what people are spending their money on. Find out what you're good at. Ask your friends, hey, what am I good at? If you had to describe me to somebody else, how would you describe me? Hey, this is my buddy, John. He's so good at video editing. He's so good. He's, he's like one of the best listeners that are out there. If you ever got a problem, he'll listen. This is my buddy, John. He's a mechanic. He's the best mechanic. He should be, you know, should run his own business, but uh, he uh, just doesn't want to. But he does like to do odd jobs here and there, you know, because it's hard to find a good mechanic. There's all kinds of things that are out there. How you can make $1,000 an extra this month, not this month, but this year. You could make an extra $1,000 this month. But you do have the potential. You just have to open your mind and say, how do I do it? 
how can I get started? Don't get, go, don't get hung up on the small things of, oh, I need a website, I need uh, social media, I need this, I need that, I need, I, I need credentials, I need all this stuff. You don't. 99% of the time, you don't need credentials. If somebody comes to me with fitness and they say, hey, I can help you get six-pack abs, I'm not sitting there like, oh, what are your credentials? Can I see your personal training certificate? Because if he says, look, I don't have any of that trash, what I do have is I have success stories. Here are my success stories. I've helped them, and I can help them. It's the same thing. Hey, I have helped all these people in their websites. I've helped all these business owners in their photos. I've helped all these businesses with their social media. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, nobody's asking you for your credentials. Nobody cares. Okay. Depending on what you need. Obviously, I want my dentist to have some some credentials. So, take it, run with it. And in a few months' time, come back to me and say, "Hey, man, I listened to your podcast. I thought you were crazy, but it changed my life." now I'm killing it and this is what I'm doing teaching cats how to poop in the toilet and flush that's a that's a real business actually I think he charges $900 a cat imagine that imagine teaching a cat to do that how amazing would that be and people would happily pay that for the guy who does it people who clean garages you name it it's out there so anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let me know what you think. And in the future, let me know what you're doing to make an extra thousand bucks a month. Because for myself, I do two photo shoots. Bam. There you go. An extra thousand bucks. I can put it towards whatever I want. And you know what's really cool about what I do? Is let's say if I was going to a place, let's say for, for vacation, before heading there, I could send out a few emails. And next thing you know, set up a couple bookings, bam. Maybe I pay for that trip. Maybe I pay for half of it. Maybe, you know, it just adds to my spending money. That's the potential of learning these skills. So anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed this. Nathan with you, Unplug Freedom Podcast, and I'll talk to you soon.